to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 
God does not give responsibility without giving ability in order to meet that responsibility. So if God gives you a responsibility, it means he's also given you the ability. That's important for us to understand that. A lot of times you find in the Bible, many men of God, when God told them, you are going to be a man of God like, like Jeremiah. When Jeremiah was called, he was 17 years old. So he started saying, no, I'm not able. I've got many faults. I'm not able to do this. And God said, God actually told him to shut up. Because it's not about how young he is. It's about how old God is. We find the same situation with Moses. God is calling him. He's like, ah, God, even the girl I have, it's not like I buy them. They just felt sorry for me. So, because I stammer. No, I cannot stop. I pray there are no such brothers in this place. May the graceful game rest upon all the brothers. Because you're not going to have a fresh of my fresh. Bones of my bones. You do like Adam. Mrs. Kyra shall be your name. From nowhere. No, no, no. no. Don't threaten people with prophetic dreams. Eh? Okay. We'll, we'll get back to that. I'm just scratching the surface. So. Um, God never gives responsibility without giving you ability in order that you may meet that responsibility. Moses started saying, I'm unable to do this, I'm unable to do that, but God told him, even said, I can't do but God told him, I created the mouth. God said, and Moses said, it's two more. <laughs> that God just insists they can't do something. Because they look at their faults, they look at what they can do. So, anytime God gives you a responsibility, he is wise enough to also give you the ability to fulfill the responsibility. So, if I stood up to you today and appointed you a pastor, I know that God will give you the responsibility. If I sent you to Chimena Luafu to begin ministry, because I feel convicted, it means God has got enough wisdom to give you the ability for the responsibility He's calling you to. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, we also look, um, we can also look at um, more. From Mark chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible says, And whoever will, uh, will not receive you nor hear you when you depart from there, shake off the dust under your feet as a testimony against them. Assuredly, I say unto you to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So I'm about to make a point. So Jesus Christ is sending them out and he tells them, And whoever will receive you, whoever will not receive you nor receive those who and whoever will not receive you nor hear you again when you depart from there shake up the dust under your feet as a testimony against it assuredly I said to you it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city why? because those people have had an opportunity to have a preacher go to them so their judgment will be harsher than Sodom and Gomorrah who did not have an opportunity for a preacher but just received judgment you are seeing that? So God will not judge you over things he did not give you grace for. Whatever God gave you was because he's going to judge us over. Even the things we don't know, the things we ignored, was because we were very well able, but we didn't do it, or we were able and we did a good job. You are listening to me? Can you imagine? You can imagine how we all say, oh, so dumb and don't worry. What, 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 what is going to be? Ah, decide. Then, when you reach there, you find them, they are even given convenience. Then you have encounters. <laughs> so, you make sure that when you are given responsibility, realize that God has given you grace. And 
You know, it's a blessing to be in a place like this where you are able to listen to the word like this. But again, it's also dangerous. It is. Uh, uh, supposed to go forward. It's also dangerous, and this is why. He says, so any person who knows what is right to do but does not do it to him, it is sin. That's how it's dangerous. So especially in this place where you are being fed your knowledge. Because the issue he knows. He listens. But he listens with his mind, not with his heart. There are people who listen with their mind, not with With the mind you listen to process. With your mind you listen to practice. So you find, you hear something, oh that's powerful, ah, we should be serving the Lord. Then suddenly you are just not interested, you don't have enough energy, it's too cold, it's too late, and all those results. But you hate. It's worse for you than how others be. God forbid. Amen. So to anyone who knows what is right. There are people who it is more tolerable for because they don't know what they are doing. Even Jesus Christ said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they are doing. You can imagine, ah, but I've had back engineers, the ones who beat Jesus up, they are going to burn. <laughs> That's what you are saying, yeah? But they are better off because they didn't know. Jesus even forgave them. You can imagine how rude and murderous Saul was. Yet, Stephen, knowing that he doesn't know what he's doing, asked for mercy for him. We shouldn't be quick to judge everyone. You just spoke against the anointed. <laughs> and you cast them. Sometimes we just don't know. So learn to ignore. But there are those who. <laughs> Okay, we'll get back to that. But I'm just telling you, don't be quick to release judgment. Some people could be saved. They just do things in ignorance. How many know D.W. Kenyon? Okay, so it's like a great man really. How many know, how many know like Maria Eta Woodworth? How many know Catherine Kuhlman? Okay, so Catherine Kuhlman sort of learned a lot from Maria Eta Woodworth because she went before her. Okay, now, Maria Eta Woodworth was the one who was like a revivalist who like began a lot of this falling under the power and like the way the spirit comes on people and they shout and they scream, she began that kind of stuff. She was the kind of woman who she would be entering in a building and everyone would fall. One time she was preaching, preaching she was supposed to preach and she was late. So she found in the, in the, ground, um, in the ground floor that they were, they, were, they were Buddhists, I think, and they were praying, they were kneeling down, a lot of them. And it, the Christians were like in the second floor. When she entered, all the Buddhists fell under the power. <laughs> and she went up, but they had all fallen, and they started having visions specifically of heaven and the hell. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like surprised. <laughs> okay, it is well. So, um, she was that kind of a woman. And, uh, uh, E.W. Kenyon is the one who really began to publicize the teachings of uh, the new creation realities. Uh, you write in Christ, all those teachings, the one who started them. He's like a man of doctrine. You know, he, he taught a lot of things. Who you are in Christ, what happened between the, the death, uh, hell, and the grave, and heaven. He, he began those teachings for what a new creation is. If 
anybody is in Christ, he'll be jotted a lot of that. Okay? Uh, one thing I like about this man, let me just divert a bit. He said, um, he said, he always said, I'll just not die. When it's time for me to go, I'll gather my family, talk to them. And that's exactly what he did. When he was an old man, he gathered his family and told them, oh, um, do this, do this, do this. They didn't know why he was doing it. He used to be a lecturer at a certain institution. And he prayed for many of them and did this business. He told his wife to cook and maybe she cooked. Very old. And then he just went to sleep and never woke up. <laughs> okay, so God wants you to live at a good old age. The Bible says, and Abraham, being full of age, that's your portion. Amen. The Lord tarries and you have to go an old woman, old man, good old age. Hallelujah. Praise and that should be your thought, not your No, you have to have your convictions. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Say, I'm a man or woman of conviction. I am a woman of conviction. Yeah, believe that. Alright, so um, this man, uh, Kenyon, before he got saved, one time they were, they were prosecuting Maria Edgar Woodworth for causing confusion and doing this and that. And he was one of the people testifying against her because he didn't like her. There are many men and women of God who don't like other men and women of God. They just don't know who they are. So we shouldn't be quick to judge them. So you find for those, their judgment is even lesser because they don't know. But the Bible says to the guy who knows what is right to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. There are people who know they're supposed to be early in church. They're just late for no reason. There are people who know they're supposed to be saving at this time. They just, there are people who like, they've got this thing where they feel like their schooling is so special. They need to choose a department after like six months. God, <laughs> this specialness they feel. But you know you're supposed to be serving God. To him who knows to do good but does not do it, to him, scripture, man. Okay, so uh, moving on. So no person lacks resources to make eternal investments. That's also important for us to understand. There's no person who lacks resources to make an eternal investment. We all have them. No person lacks resources. I've never met a person who's broke. Broke is relative. And if broke is relative, then I've never met a person who's really broke. Even those who are begging on the street, you can find them. We take a five patcher this side. I'm telling you, my wife and I were going somewhere and there's like a kid we found. I, my wife likes giving on the road. Give. <laughs> just bless the road. I've actually learned to give on the road. I never used to do it. But yesterday I gave a 20 patcher. I gave one a 10 patcher. So I'm getting there for giving on the road. <laughs> I'm getting there. Less than many. But this is a kid. So, that's how the one of God removed the five watch. Give. When we are coming back, the kid forgot and followed us. Mommy! <laughs> I think she forgot. Yeah, I recognized her. <laughs> but we are just from giving you money. 
strange songs playing. What's going on? I can't believe I'm a guy. So, what's going on? Then she discovered, oh, it's a Dutch nankane. Okay. Now, there are many lessons the Holy Spirit taught me just on that. But here's one other lesson that the Holy Spirit taught me. You may not know that you are setting spiritual laws in motion, but that ignorance does not reverse them. It's not enough to claim ignorance. She didn't know that she was messing up the frequency. She did it innocently, but that did not stop the frequency from being messed up. So there are certain laws of, this, of the role of the spirit that we may mess up without knowing that we are messing them, them up unknowingly. But still, we stand judgment against God for a crime that is tantamount to one who did it knowingly. So let me give you an example. There are some people who will stand before God and ask them, who gave you the authority to judge the church? When you stood on the pulpit to judge the church, who gave you, who, who made you God to stand in my place to judge the church? And mm. when did I do that? Then you will open your Facebook account. I'm back to Facebook. <laughs> then we'll go to your post. 16th October, 2016. 100 years later. <laughs> When you are saying the problem with the body of Christ, okay, no, that's not how you said it. You said it like this. The problem with the body of Christ <laughs> is that what they want is to fill their churches and not the kingdom. So you are saying things out of ignorance, correcting all the apostles, all the pastors. You've never been running a WhatsApp group before. You are just an observer <laughs> who works for one to new media, and you are just out there breaking everyone down. So when you stand together with those who, the, uh, uh, Jude calls them, those who slander celestial bodies, when you stand in the same, you find yourself standing with slanderers. You are like, I know Darwin, you've mistaken me, Lord. Me, I was just a liar. No, you stand in the same line with the ones who did the worst crimes. So whether knowingly and unknowingly, sometimes, you find that whether knowing or not, if everyone makes investments, we shall have returned eternal rewards or ramifications, consequences. So there are times when you also do the right thing without knowing you're doing the right thing. A lot of times you do the right thing without knowing uh, that it has an eternal consequence. So just be good to people, just be obedient. Don't be hard to correct. But when you just correct them, they just become more cringy. Even if you grow old, be correctable. Someone said, I've got a correctable heart. Yeah. What's no? Okay, I'm not good there. So that's also important for us to understand. Hallelujah, children of God. All right. Um, now, we looked at a number of resources. We looked at words, and I'm not going to get into that. Remember? We looked at words. Words are a resource. The things we say to people, the things we declare, and we took time looking at this. And I'm not going to get into that. We also looked at relationships. How we treat other people is so cardinal, and that may that can, that will definitely affect our 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 eternity as to whether it will take away from our rewards or add to them. Are you listening to me? How we treat other people is very important. Hmm? Have you ever seen stepmothers? You, they found a child. Yeah. 
me off awake. <laughs> and some of you are being kept, you don't like the way you are being kept. Then you reproduce the same spirit when you have your homes. It's easier for David to say, Saul doesn't like me. But now when he becomes king himself, will he treat other Davids the same? So now you, when you begin keeping other people, are you going to treat them any different from your aunt? Okay, so relationships, very important. Yeah, some people it's relationships they have. Because <laughs> they are sleeping from the relationships. <laughs>
is so deceptive. <laughs> there are people like that, eh? They have a pure heart, but they just they are expressions. Just betray them. Be gentle, children of God. It's a fruit of the spirit. You actually practice gentleness. Hi, how are you? You smile when greeting someone. You you practice, not Mapola. <laughs> you practice gentleness. Like you, there are people who are perpetually eating a sour lemon. Hi. <laughs> like you, you practice gentleness. Be kind. Peter says to be kindly affectionate towards one another with brotherly love. You can then to be kind. You know, gentleness can be seen even in the way you move things, the way you walk. Yeah, it can show. It may not necessarily show humility, but you can show gentleness in the way you move. Don't you? No. <laughs> Because there's something that it says 
The rest of them are from the NLT. So he says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham, my friend and servant? Shall I hide? Now, let me tell you what happened here. God was carrying matches and paraffin, going to burn Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> then he reached at a certain point. He said, there's a friend here. I can't hide. It's inconveniencing. God is already moving, going. He's got like a project he has to push this time. <laughs> and then he realizes he's got a friend this side. It's so inconvenient. Imagine God has to tell him. So, uh, imagine God has to come tell you the plans he has. It's inconveniencing. Why doesn't he just go and then everyone? So that's what friendship is. Friendship has an element of inconvenience. She's always the one getting my money. You are friends. <laughs> Where do you want her to get money from? <laughs> from Bar Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> you are friends. And there are some of you, for a period of time, some people will always be getting from you. You find you, you don't get anything from the person. They are the ones who are getting you. No! It's okay. It's really fine. If you don't have, just tell the person you don't have. Don't get irritated because they're always asking from you. When you want them to ask? From some political party somewhere. Remember that there are also people you always feed from that you don't feed. Yeah. So relationships are like this. It's, and it's totally fine. Some of it's for a period of time. It's for a period of time. I stayed with Apostle Fred and Mami Amanda five years. Never paid rent. Inconvenience must wake. 
And then after it works, the friendship will end. Because there are some of you, the moment you finish helping someone, jump on open friendship. zip. Thank you. It shouldn't be like that. So, uh, then we are told, so the Lord told Abraham, I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. Okay? I want to, uh, now there's an interesting account that the Lord Jesus Christ gave here. Just to show you that it's okay. That's a principle of friendship. This is how to know that the friendship is fake. It's a like, you call it a friendship, but it's an acquaintanceship. That makes the friendship fake. Because every time one person inconveniences another person, or the friendship becomes cost, costly. I don't know what friendships you have where you stingy each other things. Look at this. Okay, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight. If you don't, if you can't go to someone at midnight, they are not yet your friend. Amen. If you don't, if you can't remember, let's take a, let's take a test. How many of you are friends? Okay, so number one, if they spend things on you, it's costly and they inconvenience you past this. If you can't go to them at midnight and bother them for things, how many of you are friends again both at midnight? Not at one. <laughs> <laughs> Their hands are reduced. Let's be honest. Have you noticed that very few people are friends? Don't lie in church. How many of you truly have people without shaking at you? They have you still go and wake the person up. Their hands are reduced. Some of them are halfway. <laughs> By that case, there are a lot of us have fake friendships. It's not a friendship, you know each other. Okay? So the Bible goes on to tell us. Um, I said, And suppose he goes out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. And my family and I are in bed, I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it, for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, meaning now you're a little
Hallelujah. Yeah. Unless they are really your friend. But when you mature in friendship, sometimes just be nice to people. If you know you are able to do certain things and you can stay with an individual, don't say, let you are just, no, don't be that difficult. I don't know why I feel like most of these things for ladies, but even for guys, I don't know. And the guys say, Find 
things have happened in his chest, <laughs> in his life. He's just keeping quiet. You know, I said, Chimufafi, I can boom. You just hear him at once. Ah, you don't be a mystery, sir. No, no, I just want to harama. No. That's why you are in the relationship, so that you can open up. All the ladies say, open up. Open up! It damages the woman if the man. It just feels like you're like dating a woman. When you are with, with the lady, you have to tell her things. What's going on? So she feels like she has marked her territory. Then she finds the bestie. Oh, that bestie, find that bestie. She even knows her was she knows the girlfriend because they grew up together. Oh, you know, what she likes. Then you discover things that she likes that you never know. And you are learning them from a bestie who looks at him with certain eyes that you don't like. Oh, my God. 
You don't want to have too many friends. The Bible says a friend, a person of many friends will come to ruin. The Bible actually says that in the book of Friends. A man of many friends will come to ruin. Because everyone can come to you at 24 hours. Anyone, you have to open up to everyone who's your friend. They can inconvenience you. You have to honor everyone you say, sir, everyone you And you have to be given money. Honor is just for expressing finances. So you, I honor you, 500. I honor you. Once they want to say, what's that? Honor, what's that? There are some people like that. They are inspired by too many men of God. They are sowing seeds everywhere. <laughs> There's a place you should sow things. Where God took you. That's where you saw. Why did you go there if you think the man of God is not anointed enough? Why are you looking for other anointing? So learn to be in one place. So if you've got many people you honor, you will spend a lot. They will call you for a meeting, you honor them, you have to. This time they're also calling for another one. You honor them, you have to go. This is why we don't have to have many friends. The Bible doesn't tell us to be friend, to be at friendship with everyone. What the Bible tells us is to be at peace. And then in people, we also have shares. You find, you find the relationship I have with patients could be closer than the one I have with pleasure. It's okay. If girls even say, no, I felt like she's still my best friend. But still your best friend. You can even, people, girls even start getting touched. No, they're hanging out. Ever since they came, me have been left out. A friendship of three people, two are not close as the other two. That's okay. Sometimes you find another person, you like them, you like them to be a friend, but they are closer to the other person than you. It's yeah. Appreciate your shares. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking about friendships, not some of that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to do a side nigga. One person has a side nigga, has a main boyfriend, and has a sugar dad. At the shares, no. That kind of hell junk, no. You cannot divide your emotions between two places. You can't, you can't save God and man. You honor one more than the other. That's why even when it comes to friendships, do not set your boundaries. Any man you spend a lot of time with, you are going to start catch feelings for. So just set boundaries, even with brothers and sisters. How do you know? We were just having a conversation before we have prayers. Three hours are just chatting. How we just can ah, the way that mega mind thinks, and you find you put all these things in common. <laughs> then this side, your girlfriend just likes Chiado. <laughs> you liked it at first, you thought it was fun. And you were going to live with it. Until now, you started spending time with Toxina. <laughs> and you may find eventually she's not toxina for another man, but she's toxina for you. So, if you do not grow boundaries, 
you just be falling in love with 444. Mm -hmm. You start noticing 1401. The other one is in the same surrounding with you. So when you're in a relationship, that's why we say, thank you. When you're in a relationship, that's why we say, it's not good to have a male bestie or a female bestie when you're in a relationship. Please, ladies, if he has a male bestie, a female bestie from today, react and give me permission. Yes. 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 Go and mess up the friendship. Yes. 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 Ask him to choose. Yes. Yes. Those are the things we are doing. 
you think you have the same kind of results in life? No. We are borrowed time. Even diet is a resource. You sit down, you watch my Facebook videos, then you realize, ah, the bundle is about to finish. That's when you rush. You read Pastor Daniel's devotion. Then when you are typing the confession, even misspelled. <laughs> but when you are watching, you are not misspelling the subtitles, you are watching correctly. Understanding everything. Spending your energy and your sight. Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. I'm about to finish. It says, I just want to finish this part. It says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has short time. We are bound by the law of time. And as long as we are bound by the law of time, the law of works is linked to the law of time. We work within time. I watch many baking and cooking competitions, and they are doing a lot of stuff within a short period of time, and they five, four, three, how many watch those? The rest what you watch. <laughs> so, hmm? and I was watching with little kids, little kids, nine, maybe that's the aggressive bit, have been seeing a lot of kids watching wrestling and playing Topo Mombat. <laughs>
for being very nonchalant towards them. Because the child's mind is still developing. You tell them what to do, you tell them where to sit, you tell them what they can eat, then you may as well tell the child, no, I feel like, the way I feel, I feel like I've got the stomach of a god, so when I eat grass, I can digest it without this god. And then you tell the child, you go to him and say, oh, we feel like he's growing up and they're able to make their own decisions and blah, 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 and blah, 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 and all that kind of stuff. You see that kind of hypocrisy, yeah? You may as well allow them to touch fire because they feel it's so orange and it looks so good. You may as well allow Don't let children, because they sound strong, sometimes, you know, sometimes because parents don't want to be hated by children, they do everything children tell them to do. You find the child says, I want this, meet up the, 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 the parent, they, they go ahead. Oh, be my child. <laughs> So, <laughs> but you grow up being a very good person like that. There are things like, I was afraid. I was afraid of having a girlfriend. My friends told get a girlfriend, I'll tell them, next year, guys, next year. <laughs> but then I'll just imagine my mother. <laughs> my mother. My brother just said, I want to get a tattoo. <laughs> She called heaven. <laughs> I pray you'll be that fat. I will be able to train your children. Hallelujah. Here, in our schools, they are learning parts of a grasshopper, thorax, abdomen. In China, they are learning how to put together microchips in a computer. The same age. No wonder they are coming to do everything for us here. All we know are grasshoppers. <laughs>
You can decide that I'm going to do this, do this, do that. Then when you finish your objective, then you can feel like, now I need to sleep, yes. You can ask my wife, I rarely sleep if I've not finished my objectives. I have to do this. And that's been my life for a long time. Do this, do that, do that. You can find I've slept two hours, like in the past about 24 hours, I've not slept more than maybe about three hours because of the amount of work that has to be done. Thank you. You think this kind of excellence comes by just as I'm going to praise God. You've ever used PowerPoint before? You know, sometimes I prepare a sermon between 0, 01 and 0, 06. Today I was just meditating and thinking on things, and I ended up, I ended up working between 0, 01 and 0, 06. And yet I only slept about two hours. One hour. When she just moved like this, I woke up feeling like I've not done something. She's telling me, sleep, sleep, no. <laughs> That's how it works. Don't say, oh, at least you are married. No, even in my singleness, that's what I used to do. And you have to be like me and better than me. Yes, what is the key? Not you've been planning for the past one week, I will invite her to church. One week, oof, you just plan. You're like that man who just has plans and projects. Say what's up. Okay, well, that's important for us to understand. Money. Now, this is the last part I'm going to talk about. Money is also a resource that we are going to be answering with. Now, isn't it interesting? Let me show you how this is connected to eternal rewards. The Bible actually says, bringing all tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now, if this says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. Some of you, the reason why you may not be receiving your blessing of the tithe is because you tithe religiously. You have no expectation of faith when you do it. Some of us, when we die, no, thank you, I receive in dollars. I receive in pounds. My bank account is shaking. You know, I, because the Bible says that you have no room. So how can you give all that time that you give? And not go crazy in your confessions. Imagine you do. So, <laughs> that's important. He says, windows of heaven. That means every time someone dies, something happens in heaven. There are certain things that we do in the physical, like I'm telling you, that is both an eternal, spiritual, and heavenly connotation on your life. You can imagine, you go to the temple, give your tithe, heaven responds. Not your man of God, heaven. Mm. Oh, I'm walking under open heavens. Meanwhile, you're walking under closed pockets. <laughs> <laughs> So it's important. I just thought you noticed it's interesting. That means in heaven, givings are recorded. Money is one of those things that has got an agent. Money is a spirit. Don't play with money. Money is a spirit. 
Can you imagine? It says heaven responds when you let go of money. It also means when you hold it back, it also responds. God is watching how we use our money. So, come partnership Sunday. Plan. I'm excited to partner this, this partnership Sunday. I'll even mention the amount to challenge you when the time is right. Not now. Uh, the amount I'm partnering is still doing press-ups at Mount Sinai. It's about to come down. Hallelujah. So that's also important because I want heaven to respond. Yesterday I was just thinking. I actually realized practically it's hard to outgive God. Now, it's easy for me to know that in theory, but when you practice giving, you will really realize it's hard to give God. Okay, we're not getting to that because we'll get lost. Sometimes it's as if there's just an angel who's just there to make sure. When you give, you notice this. That the moment you run out, he puts back. It's, it's, even if I tried, I can't be broke. If you think I'm boasting, I'm boasting in the Lord. You, where are you boasting? <laughs> I'm telling you. It's one thing to not have notes, it's another thing to be broke. Mm -hmm. A person can have not notes and yet they're not broke. Brokenness, brokenness is a child. If I know what, there's nowhere where the money is going to come from. <laughs> now you are broke. But it's possible to have no notes. But you just, first you just feel like, I'm just about to receive money. You can feel it. I don't know how. Maybe take a week. But that, that freshness and expectation in the heart keeps you emotionally rich, even though you don't have. And it's important. Because there are people who have a lot of money, but they are broke at heart. They are never satisfied. They will kill just to have it to more. That's why the Bible says godliness and contentment is what is important. See that? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew 6. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. So what the Bible is telling us is you can lay up treasures on earth, you can also lay up treasures in heaven using one same money. You can use the same money. How to stop treasures in heaven? You don't climb a ladder and say, ah, nice pastors, let me just, you know, we'll be spending a lot of years this side. Eh? So you have to be building. So you climb a ladder and go stay in your mansion. Then you come back. You can even come back if you want to. Uh, uh, there are people who have went who out of body experiences, they went to heaven and they wanted to come back. Even though they were afraid when they went, they were attached that they came back. <laughs> there are few. <laughs> Very few. See? So it says, do not lay for yourself. Where moth? Now, there are about 160,000 species of a moth, of moths. And moths can eat your clothes, moths can eat your money, moths can mess up your plants. And I realized they are, they are, they are, they are moth-like spirits. 
which makes sure a person lacks money, which makes sure a person lacks things, depending on how they use their money. That's very important. There are powers that work like that. Remember, so one way to stop in heaven, the Bible has shown us, when you die, it means you're storing up. It would not just find you up there. The Bible is saying, heaven responds for you down here. So when you give to the Lord, when you partner, when you are giving to the work of the Lord, in any way that you are doing it, or when you are blessing others that need the blessing, you are storing up in heaven. And you see, what Cornelius was told was your giving and your prayers have come up as a memorial in heaven before God. So the more she was doing it, something was being built in heaven and heaven responded. And I want to encourage everyone who's been giving. You feel like it's been a while. It's storing up. Heaven is going to respond. Hallelujah. So, thieves, you know who thieves are. You know, thieves can steal. Things can rust. You can have something and it can finish out of fashion. But if all your hope is in the thing, your money is in the thing, you have a problem because you'll be heartbroken. I learned this from a post of friend, a friend of mine. I noticed even if the guy lost a laptop, he would not be worried. Me, when I was younger, if I lost something, would be bothered. You know how much it, I, caught, I, I spent on that? You know how long it was going to take me to get that? And for real, if I lost something or something happened to my, to my things, it would take me a while to get the new one. Then I noticed this guy. He would lose an expensive laptop, immediately have another one. But then, before that, he was just like, ah, it is well. I was like, what? I'm a joker. Next time I lost something, I was like, it is well. My heart was telling me, it isn't, sir. I was like, you know, well. it is well. Shortly, shortly, I regained. You need friends that can challenge you. But at the same time, the blessing of your friend, if you are seeing with the eye of the flesh, can offend you. Instead of saying God to be in the in the neighborhood, you can ask where is God in His face. <laughs> so I know one wise guy who uh, made that quote that um, I'm showing you. He said the litmus the litmus test for the position of your heart is the direction of your treasure. I know after one week you said. It's really deep. <laughs> the test for the position of your heart is the direction of your treasure. Your heart merely follows your treasure. So for us to find where your heart is, we have to go to the things you value the most. That's really where your heart is. And for us to find where your, 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 your treasure is, where your heart is. It also works vice versa, but principally, where your treasure is, your heart will also be. So if you are consistently coming to church, we know your heart is here, because your treasure is here. But in the way, much chapter. That's a wrong So, when I say, then he say, Show me what you value, and I will tell you where your money is. You can also put it this way. Show me where your treasure is, and I will tell you where your heart is. So, I'm actually done. The reason I was telling was because I wanted to finish the whole thing. 
that I planned. As of next week, we are going to be looking at so winning.